We currently live in a world where perfect graphic designs are a must. This could be as little as making something for your YouTube header or as big as a whole brand design for a massive company like Nike. In a society that places a lot of emphasis on the connection between who you are as a person and what you do for a living through social media, we sometimes forget and look down upon people who may not be insta-famous. Today I am with Lorenz, a graphic designer graduate, past freelancer and now full-time employee of a pretty decent company, but most importantly, one of my longest, bestest friends. <laughs> so Lorenz, how are you? <laughs> Hi Esther, I am fine, thank you. How are you? I'm alright, thanks. Why are you so lucky? <laughs> <laughs> why am I so low-key? So you know why I'm so low-key. I'm just, I don't know, I'm just mean it. I don't like to be where everyone is. I like to just do my own thing. Obviously, if I see people, I'll say hi. I'm not going to be rude and ignore people. But I don't know, I just feel like I want to be low-key because I don't want my life literally, like, out there. Would you say that's better for your mental health? Well, yeah, because if there was drama in my life, no one would know unless I told them. Esther, why are you so not low-key? Because I've got a big mouth. <laughs> I wish I was low-key. Do you not think I'm low-key at all? So you're not low-key at all? No. I mean... No, I am. I am. You're not low-key. No, I'm not. I'm not. I feel like if you could probably name top ten people in Leeds, just like randomly, I think your name would be up there. Yeah, but I just, would you not say that's because of what I'm trying to create for myself? Yeah, that's what I mean. So your name would be up there? If you want to be your own brand, like to build a name for yourself, then obviously you can't be lucky. You've literally got to put yourself out there. Put yourself on a platform, make yourself like vulnerable so people know you and obviously they'll know your work as well. But if you want to literally, obviously still put your work out there, but then have a job and do like freelancers, like a side hustle or whatever, mm. you'd focus more on working for your work and but about 80-20%, 80% into work, like work work, and then 20% into like freelance stuff. Because sometimes people come to you through word of mouth as well, so you don't really have to put yourself out there as much. Do you prefer it like this in terms of your work? Yeah, I do. Like if I do something for someone and the tag me, I'm just like, eh, thanks, but um, I'd rather you not tag me. I don't know. I just like to be out of the limelight. Okay. I'd rather my work speak for me, if that makes sense. Ooh powerful <laughs> but why would you still not want the credit for it i think i'd want the credit if someone was like oh that's sick who did that then you'd be like oh lorenz did it but i don't know i'm just i don't know i'm just not all about that you know all time. about the social side of it does it not really bother you at any point that you don't have a big following through your graphic design no because i don't really promote my graphic design anymore on instagram like i did one summer and that was really good and then obviously I went back to uni and then got a job and now I'm slumped most of the time when I get home, so. <laughs> Great. <laughs> right, so let's go back, way back. At what point did you actually decide you wanted to be a graphic designer? Well, well, well. Everyone who went to our fours, be sixth form, knows that we have to do a stupid module thing for university. And I kind of like accidentally filled it out and then I thought, shit. I'm going to go to uni. <laughs> so you weren't planning on going to uni? No, never. 
Oh. Do you think university was helpful or do you think you could have done it without going? Because I think this is a hot topic, especially in our day and age, when you can basically make a successful career online. I think for me, going to uni was kind of pointless because most of the stuff that I already learned, I learned either at sixth form or just doing myself at home. So I feel like for myself, I probably would have been better off not going to uni. The only good thing about going to uni was placement year and that was literally it. I don't regret going uni, but I just feel like it was pointless at the same time. Would you advise people who want to be a graphic designer to go to uni? No, I'd just say to get experience and just learn as much as you can through like YouTube or tutorials or what you see on Instagram and just promote yourself on Instagram or social mm. media, any platform. Let's talk about your gap year. What did you do? Where did you go? Ooh, my gap year, I did. Well, let's start from the beginning. Okay. So my mum was stressing me saying, oh, I'm going to find a placement. I need to find a placement. I was like, I don't worry, I'm going to find one. Kept on applying. People weren't getting back to me. So it was kind of long. Then I actually had an interview for Adidas. And everyone knows that I love Adidas and trainers. And obviously I didn't get the Adidas one. Why didn't you get it? You said that so under your breath then. <laughs> is, it, it, is it a peak subject? Yeah, actually is. Because uh, imagine me going to Germany to work for Adidas. Oh, I'd have been living. I don't know why I didn't get it. But... but Moving on from that, I got a placement in Barcelona at um, this company called The Bike Heroes. And I did a placement for six months in Barcelona, even though I came home every month because I was homesick, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> did you learn any of the language? Did I? Hell no. Tight. What would you say your gap year taught you? Um, my gap year taught me that my mum raised me well to like cook and clean and stuff, obviously on my own. And that I'm very independent as a person. But, like, when it comes to, like, my family and my friends. Because, obviously, I was homesick majority of the time. But I feel like I was so out of my comfort zone. Like, being there on my own, I didn't know what to do in a solid way. Mm. I felt vulnerable. Yeah, that's the oh, word. Oh, babes. Lorenz, vulnerable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but would you say it needed to happen? Would you say it was very valuable? Yeah, I definitely would, because if I didn't do my placement year at uni, I wouldn't have applied for the job that... I wouldn't have applied for the job, basically what I've got now. Right. Because if I didn't go on Gappy, I wouldn't have looked for placements in Leeds when I got back. What made you decide to freelance after uni? After uni, I was still working where I work now, but on a freelance basis. And then after I stopped freelancing, I became full-time. Do you want to tell us where you work then now? <laughs> I work at William Hill, but not in the shop like everyone fucking thinks I does. Every time I say it, they're like, oh, which shop? And I'm like, I don't work in the shop. Oh, no, do they think you like work behind the counters selling the bets or whatever? Yeah. And I'm just like, cool, like, it's cool that you think that, but that's not what I do. So you, do you do their advertising and the, obviously the graphic designs? I do. Uh, majority of the stuff that I do is digital. So anything on like the app or their social media platforms... Obviously, I wouldn't have done them all. So, obviously, yeah. the whole big team. But I would have done some of them. Well, speaking of which, because obviously William Hill is a massive company worldwide. Yeah. Basically. Because you work with such a big company, do you ever feel like you don't get enough credit for what you do? No, not really. Because even though we work... The work that we do gets distributed to like the different countries. It's all in-house so we've, we're only one team 
So if it wasn't for like our team, none of it would get done. So I feel like everyone appreciates it. So you still feel rewarded at the end of it? Yeah. Do you think you have to find your balance in who you are and your niche before you settle down into like freelancing or applying for a big company? Yeah, I feel like you've got to know. Well, actually, you don't have to know because I applied for William Hill just as like an intern and they didn't actually get that internship. But then I got an opportunity to do freelance just as a designer. But it's not obviously not as if I like even like sports or anything. So I feel like it's a catch two too. You've got to do something that you like and obviously get good money for it. Mm. But obviously you wouldn't want to stay somewhere where you didn't really like what you were doing day-to-day design-wise. Do you think for aspiring graphic designers, in terms of wanting to get credit for their work, what advice would you give them? I think the best advice I could give anyone would be to just literally promote yourself. If you really want to get yourself out there, just promote yourself heavily, whether that's through like Instagram or just like say, um, DMing someone. Because people think people don't reply to their DMs, but a lot of people do. So would you say social media is important for people who want to be a graphic designer? Yeah, I'd say social media is a valuable platform. But then I wouldn't re- rely too heavily on social media because like, what, one day what if Instagram goes down then? That's a good point. Obviously, you'd be fine if Instagram went down. What do you think about so many other people's careers who base it on Instagram? I feel like Instagram's a good tool, but it's only just one tool that you could show show off your work. Like, if you had, you'd had loads of people following you on Instagram, but then you had your own website, then that would be good because you could drive the traffic from your Instagram to your website. Um, that's a very good point. Which leads me on to Lorenz. Lorenz's five top tips on how to low-key DIY your own career path to success. Low-key, you know. Everything's low-key, Esther. Am I that low-key? You're so low-key. Because, Lorenz, if you were to stalk my Instagram, no one would have a clue that we were even friends. Yeah, but I feel like on my own Instagram, all I post is myself. So people probably think I don't have friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally me, 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 Well, yeah, I guess that's a lot of people's Instagrams. But even, like, Insta stories and stuff. I don't know. You just... I don't know. I just like my own own private life. I'll let people know what I want them to know. Well, I think I do that. Yeah, everyone does it to an degree. But obviously, I'm more of, like, a... What's it called? One of those Instagram influencers. Quota- anyway. Quotation marks. Me, it's not quotation marks. Damn right, it's quotation marks. Anyway, Lorenz, enough about trying to interview me. <laughs> <laughs> this is your top tips. <laughs> My top tips. Number one, work hard, play hard. Number two. And number two, get as much experience as you can and do whatever you can to get it. Within means, obviously. Number three, don't doubt yourself. Because even if you do doubt yourself and say you did something wrong, fuck it, try again. (laughs) Do it again. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Literally do it again. (laughs) Number four, always stay hungry. Because if you don't really want it, you're never really going to get it. Number five, I'd say know your worth within the design industry. Obviously, people get paid varied amount, but... So if you was a freelancer, you got to know your worth for how much you want to get paid. <laughs> a lot of people probably won't know this, but Lorenz is basically my go-to brain. 
basically. A lot of things that I have done since I've ever decided to do anything <laughs> has been with the help of Lorenz, and that's not really even a joke. And which is why I say she's so low-key in my head, because Lorenz has helped me in so many different ways the world can't even know about. <laughs> it's been crazy. And she's always been my first point of call whenever I wanted to do something, whether that's just in my own personal life or career-wise, she's always been the person there because I guess she's so level-headed and because she's so low-key, you're not really influenced by other people, are you? No, definitely just, not. She, she just does her own thing, whereas I'm probably influenced by... <laughs> I'm influenced by a lot of people. My head just runs away with me. So Lorenz is a person who I ring every single day, basically. Every single yeah, day. Yeah, every day to try and get level-headed about some shit. <laughs> Would you say you have DIY'd your career path? Mm, do you know what? Yeah, because basically I just wing it. I went to uni, winged it. When I remember when I was from an interview at uni and I was like, oh, what's graphic design? And I was thinking in my mind, I don't even know. Because <laughs> on the sixth form was art, media and photography. So, obviously, I knew I liked artist stuff, but I didn't really know what graphic design actually was. And I was like, um, I think it's this. And he was like, no, it's not. And I was like, oh, all right. That's awkward. But I still got onto the course anyway. So. Do you think people try and fit a certain category rather than just being a free thinker for what they want to do in their career path? Yeah, I think a lot of people think, oh, if I need to be this, I've got to do this, this and this. But really, you can do it all and be whatever you want to be. And why do you think people think like that? I just think it's the way society's taught. I was like, oh, if you want to be a doctor, you've got to go to uni, study hard to get your doctorate, and you'd literally just be that for the whole of your life. But if you look at, like, celebrities-wise, say, Maya Jammer, for instance, Esther, she does <laughs> loads of um, modelling, blogging, and, like, social stuff on the internet, and she's a DJ and a presenter. Like she doesn't stick to one thing, she does loads, loads of different things. Yeah, that's true. I think our day and age and our society allows us to be whatever the hell we want to be, but does that sometimes put too much pressure on people? I think it does to a degree, because I think people see see other like influential people and think, oh, if I'm not doing that, then I'm not getting ahead in life. But everyone works at their own pace. There's no certain thing that you've got to be doing at a certain age. So just take it as it comes. So what does social media mean to you now then, Lorenz? Twitter's the best social media platform. Because everyone's just jokes on Twitter, no one cares. Literally, there's no hold bad. But on Instagram, I feel like it's more... Staged, staged. and organised yeah. and prim and proper. proper. Even my Instagram, like the amount of pictures I want to take just to get these fucking free photos. <laughs> I can look through my camera roll, probably like 100 pictures of the same thing. And I'm only going to use three of them. Yeah, it's so shit. And it takes up all of your face. I know what you mean. What I'm trying to do more on my Instagram is make it less prim and proper because I'm kind of sick of people telling me it's not me. <laughs> oh, so don't, Basically. don't try and throw shade at me today. Don't try send to me <laughs> on this motherfucking podcast. Do you know why your Instagram is not yours today? All right, here we go. It's because when you, when you come to my house, like now, Esther, you do not look how you look on Instagram. No, I do. I do. No, let's you do. Right, let's get up the gram. Get up the gram. Let's get up the gram. No, I'm, do you know, okay. I'm already on Instagram, so it's all right. Okay. 
So, so. Do, guys, do you know how I said no one... Well, I don't know if I did say this, but yeah, no one knows me like Lorenz. This is what I mean. That's <laughs> the look of that. Well, I just... <laughs> Even you can't deny the right, fact so that you would not look like just that. Just for a bit of context, she's showing me a picture that I... That was taken during a modelling shoot. So, obviously, my makeup is done. On a day-to-day basis, I do not wear makeup. Who's got time for that? I have a child. I have a job now. What I've done all your Instagram photos. You've no, got no, no. On. Actually, look. And this is Where? what I try and do. Show me. I see you got makeup on there. Oh, Esther, get gory. No one's going to slide to the second one because I've seen the first one. Yeah, but that's why I did it, to show a bit of both. No, but you should do it as like a literature post on its own. Do you get what I mean, Esther? Right, let's let's not tell everyone the hints and tips. <laughs> not tell everyone, Esther, you're catfishing people. I'm not a catfish. No, you're not a catfish, Esther. I'm just... No, I just... I use my Instagram as however I want to use it. I find my Instagram to be my own little world, to be honest. Your own little bubble. Yeah, exactly. It's my own little bubble that I've created for myself. So I kind of just put on what I want on there... And I'm not being funny, but some people can show how they look in the morning. For me, it's not the one. <laughs> Again, this podcast isn't about me. I'm supposed to be having a guest, but as this guest is Lorenz, <laughs> Lorenz can tell you a lot about my life. So you might have learned a bit about me in this. So now for this second bit, Lorenz is going to ask me how I DIY'd my career path. And I guess she'll tell you if I'm bullshitting or not. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will, don't worry. Okay, so go on then. So Esther, how did you... No, let's go back to the drawing board, Esther. Okay. Because before when we was in sixth form, you wanted to be a midwife. Yeah. So what happened to that? I had a child. So did that stop you from it becoming put, a midwife? Yeah, it put me off completely. And yes, I wanted to be a midwife, but um, I guess subconsciously I always had journalism and research like in the back of my head I did like taking videos and stuff when I was younger but I didn't really have the confidence to do it so then when I decided I didn't want to be a midwife it was like okay Esther what do you actually want to do which is why I decided to do a broadcast media journalism degree because it kind of covered everything and I had no clue about media. I'm glad you said what your degree was Esther because those people always ask me what you want to go to do at uni. I'm like, um, something to do with media. I'm not what? sure the really the title calls. Yeah, yeah, it's such a long, <laughs> it's such a long title, and I hate telling people because they're like, oh, what does that actually entail? But it's it's basically you could be anything you want in production and media and all of that. So Esther, how did you find working at? Ooh, are we doing this? <laughs> Um, okay, this might be a bit controversial. I might not even add it in. I found I working in the friends that I made it were absolutely amazing. Still speak to them now, and I think individuals there are absolutely lovely. As a whole, two things. I, this was my first like job being in such a big office where you don't really necessarily get credit for what you're doing. And that's how I kind of felt in my situation. I guess I was at the bottom of the pile starting out. And they just don't really know a lot about people of colour. Do you know what? People of colour within the workplace is a touchy subject for a lot of people, is it not? It is, because... The thing is, a lot of people don't mean to be 
or sound as bad as they are, but their ignorance makes them, I guess, be a certain way. And it's like, do we not judge them because you can just think it's their ignorance or do you judge them because of their ignorance? It's a weird one. Like, I'm the only, like, yeah, I'm not the black person at work, but I don't mind it because I feel like everyone that I work with is just like, they understand black culture. They get like black <clears throat> jokes. Like if I say something, they're like, what do you mean? Like if I say, I say fresh a lot at work, and at first they thought I'm in like in such an offensive way. <clears throat> and I was like, nah, to me it's not an offensive word. Obviously, depending on what context they're using, it could be. But to me, it's not. But I guess not every place is like that. So there needs to be more diversity. Do you feel like you could comfortably speak to them about your culture and they won't be like, look at you like they're fucking clueless? <laughs> <laughs> not to say that, mind you, I'm not saying that. I'm just asking a question. Yeah, because we talk, we talk about like carnival and stuff, and like you know, black people food and like black people events and stuff like that. And they get it; they like understand it. So, would you would you call yourself lucky to have found a place or a work environment like that? Yeah, because I don't know. I feel like if I couldn't be myself at work, I just feel like. I don't know, like a catfish in myself. It'd just be a bit awkward. Yeah, no, I know what you mean, a thousand percent. And ironically, this, obviously I am mixed race, half black, half white. This was the first time I felt secluded. Is that the right word? Or yeah. segregated? Or well, both of them you can use. Yeah. yeah, well, maybe secluded and segregated. I don't know. But obviously I went, we went to basically a white school. There was a handpicked. A bunch of black Yeah, people. a bunch of blacks and people of colour there. So I but knew, our school was good, though, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, no, it was safe. But so what my point was, I knew what it was like to be around white people anyway. Um, but to be in a situation where when they're speaking about race and colour in such a... I don't even know how you... Like, it just rolls off their tongue. Whereas if you're a person of colour, you just kind of have to raise your eyebrows. Again, it comes down to a European's mindset and how they speak and black people getting it in their own way and giving a little twitch or something, bobbing their head and whatnot. So now we're coming to the end of another podcast with another female guest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hope you guys have enjoyed this one. I guess this has taken a turn which I didn't think it would. So I'd love to hear you guys' comments and whatever. Comment, like, subscribe and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so why are you thinking um, about mm, yeah, don't want them to scr- subscribe on now? Definitely subscribe on whatever the fuck I put this on. But yes, mm-hmm. see you soon. Bye. Bye.